0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, take all the glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you because your word declares that he sent his word and healed the sick. Thank you because your word declares still in the book of Acts said, As the word grew, the number of disciples grew. Father, today multiply the effectiveness of your word in the lives of your people. Let your yokes indeed be destroyed by the anointing. Let your people be glad in your power and in your intervention. Let there be deliverance on Mount Zion. And take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to start with our team for the month i'm sure you remember our team our month of covenant victory that's right covenant victory and that scripture is from isaiah 59 19 through 21 and i read it says so shall they fear the name of the lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the lord will lift up a standard against him the redeemer will come to zion and to those who turn from transgression in jacob says the lord 21 as for me says the lord this is my covenant with them my spirit who is upon you and my word which i have put in your mouth shall not depart hallelujah from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants nor from the mouth of your descendants descendants says the lord from this time and forevermore and that's our scripture for the month and let me take it again Two parts of it that I really want us to concentrate on today by the grace of God is this. One, that the name of the Lord shall be feared from the West. It's glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy comes, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Glory be to God in the highest. And of course, verse 21, that says, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit, which is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, what makes it interesting is that the context is so clear that Israel was coming from a state of total decadence, I mean, downtrodden sacked and by many enemies and God was kind of restoring so this is a great restoration as it were and that's why if you just look at the next verse that's Isaiah 60 it says arise therefore shine your light has come glory be to God in the highest so that's just saying that God has done what he has to do and God has covenanted what will be from then and forever so get up glory be to God in the highest so first let me look us to this 19 it says the time has come when the name of the Lord shall be feared from the West and His glory from the East, what will cause them to fear it? When they see how God deals with you, when they see God's dealing with you, when they see how God vis a vis their attacks, vis a vis your own life, when they see how favorably God is dealing with you and how impossible it has become for them to keep you oppressed, they will fear His name. They will fear his name. You know, when I was thinking of this particularly, I remember Psalm 126, where it says that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them. That what dream? He says, so was her mouth filled with laughter, and her tongue with singing. There it was said among the heathen. Did you hear that? Among the heathen. They will fear the name of the Lord. When they see the wondrous work of the Lord, his blessings, his favor on you, they will fear. When they see God walking in your life, uh, intervening in your situation, bringing deliverance and making you ride on their troubles and yet winning, they will fear the name of the Lord from the west, his glory from the east. Glory be to God. And he now says, and when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise the standard. Hallelujah. Yes, you heard me well. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise a standard against him. He says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, I've heard many preachers say it, and I believe it because we're going to look at some other versions of the Bible in a minute to let you see exactly what he's saying. I've had people like Kenekopland, Kreflodola, quite a number of them preach it. That actually the comma was the problem, it was a translation problem. That the enemy never comes like a flood. Which is the truth. It never comes like a flood. Everywhere we see like a flood, like a rushing wind, is the Holy Spirit. All through the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit. When we begin to see that when the enemy comes in like a flood, it's not the enemy that comes like a flood. It's the Spirit of God like a flood that is a standard. Look at what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, in the West, people will respect the name of the Lord on account of you. Hallelujah. In the East, they will glorify Him because of you. It says, for he will come. Who will come? The Lord. For he will come like a raging flood tide, driven by the breath of the Lord. And here, it does not even refer to when the enemy comes. It says, the reason they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the east is because of the presence of the Lord in your situation like a raging flood tide, driven by the breath. Glory be to God in the highest. Look at it in another version. Look at it in the message translation. It says, in the west, they will fear the name of God. In the east, they'll fear the glory of God. For he will arrive like a river in floodgate. Hallelujah. <laughs> he will arrive like a river in floodgate, whipped to a torrent by the wind of God. Glory be to. Why wouldn't they fear? For anyone to look at you negatively or to want to afflict you, of course, there must come a time when they will become scared of you glory be to God in the highest and so that's what he's saying and that's our promise for the week and I pray in the name of Jesus whatever the challenges of your life whatever is tormenting whatever has followed you into this month the time has come for them to flee in terror in the name of Jesus and that's how God does his thing remember in the day of Pentecost the Bible says like a rush in mighty wind. that was God hallelujah remember crossing the Red Sea the Bible said that the angel of the Lord that went before them went to stand behind them separating them from the approaching pursuing Egyptian army Pharaoh and his army and then he would look down on them and torture them while he looked down on the camp of Israel and favored them and when he got through hallelujah they said why that was going he was blowing on them he wasn't blowing favor on them You know what he was doing to them? He was knocking off their wheels. He was sinking their chariots. They were crying and struggling. Hallelujah. You talk of the fear of God. Glory be to God in the highest. And I declare in the name of Jesus, every tormenting spirit against you from today in the name of Jesus, let the fear of God paralyze them. Glory be to God in the highest. The time has come for them to respect the God we serve. Glory be to God. Have you ever heard in the Bible where it says, Let their diviners go mad? Hallelujah. Let them that are incensed against you perish. I mean, that's the Bible. Come on, Isaiah 41. The time has come to fear the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. Glory be to God in the highest. And then he says in 20, he says, the redeemer will come to Zion. And to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord, the redeemer will come to them. Oh, yeah, we'll come to us He says he will never leave us in verse. verse, verse and now, verse 21 says, As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant. Can you hear God? Hallelujah. Covenant, child of God, please be attentive this time around. He says, As for me, says the Lord. <laughs> what is getting him to say this because of the deliverance. With which he is visiting you in the name of Jesus hallelujah he said this is my covenant with them so it's a covenant matter it says my spirit which is upon you and my word which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the, the mouth of your descendants or from your descendants descendants says the Lord from this time and forevermore hallelujah so that was God said look what you see in the lives of my covenant children in terms of deliverance and establishment in terms of blessing it's a covenant and what i'm saying i am doing is a covenant i am doing it because i'm a covenant god glory be to god in the highest and what's the covenant i said this is my covenant with them this is what i've settled with them and if you understand how god takes covenant it's ever binding <laughs> it says my spirit i put on them and my words i put in them out and these two will never depart from them hallelujah so that means that any day any time God will rise up on your behalf in the name oh hallelujah it's a covenant matter and not just for you if you go into generations your children's your children's mouth your children's children's mouth and that's what covenant and that's how God takes his covenant it runs into generations hallelujah so what he's saying he said look look as for me this is what I will steadily do any day any time And not just for now forevermore it's a covenant thing i will cause the enemies to be afraid i will cause them to bow i will cause them to reverence my power in the lives of my own so i want you to be very very ready today in the name of jesus because indeed the anointing will destroy the yoke glory be to god in the highest we give him praise we give him honor and so it's a covenant thing and when i was looking at this covenant thing i just thought the best way for us to really get into it is to get a practical example from the bible So I want us to look at the life of David in First Samuel chapter seventeen. Everyone under the sound of my voice, get ready. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 says, In that day the body shall be lifted and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Glory be to God in the highest. And my Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, He said, Hey, the word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Glory be to God in the highest. And of course, we know that He sent His word and He healed the sick. So even as we gather here, worshiping together, even as I'm speaking right in the name of Jesus, I believe the anointing to go through to you, to come through to you and destroy you yokes in the name of Jesus. Get ready to send us your testimonies. I believe it strongly. I believe it. That's what the anointing does. Destroying of yokes. Destroying of oppressions. Terminating oppressions as it were in the name of Jesus. 1st Samuel chapter 17. Now this was the story of David during a battle of Israel and Philistine. The Bible says in verse 1 that the Philistines had gathered together to battle against Israel and Israel had gathered his army and they were set the Bible said they were set in array for battle and so everybody was set but you see because we're talking of David David was not mentioned here the reason they said he was too young to be in the army but his elder brothers seven of them were in the army and of course the chief commander was the king king Saul that was the way it was in those days and there was no war between nations except as their kings lead them to war that was the pattern remember when david had problem with Bathsheba? i said it was at the period when kings go to war so he shirked his responsibility and so the devil was able to get him so you understand that good so kings went to war so saul led the israelites into this war the champion of the philistines goliath for 40 days and forty nights he would stand out on the mountain and make a call out to the camp of the Israelites and we say to them am I not a champion of Philistine and I stand there to represent my nation you give me a man that is man enough to fight me now hear this if that man kills me we will all be your slaves if I kill him you are all our slaves and the Bible records that every time this Goliath this champion war champion, warlord of the Philistines will come out that King Saul and every single soldier in the army of Israel will flee and look for where to hide. Now this had a very serious implication. You don't need to battle. Give me your champion. My champion for your champion. Do you know that what that was saying in the was this? Covenantly if I kill your champion you are my slave. If you came my champion, we are your slaves. Wasn't that what happened in the Garden of Eden? A champion stood and the devil stood and a champion was slain and we became his slaves. Wasn't that what happened again in the wilderness of temptation? That the devil couldn't win? And what finally happened on the cross of Calvary and human restoration came to be? What I'm saying in fact, is that this was covenant at best. This is covenant being made manifest in the physical. And both armies understood. The Bible said the Philistines' army stood very far, listening and watching, getting ready to overrun Israel. They were so sure that Goliath would win. He had never lost a battle. He was called the champion of the Philistines. And so they were running, and they were scared. But the covenant is such that, listen to me, that the name of the Lord shall be feared from the West, his glory from the East. (laughs) But what was happening was contrary. Until divinely orchestrated, David was sent on errand to go check on the welfare of his brothers by his father. I decree in the name of Jesus there will be supernatural orchestration for many under the sound of my voice that will launch you to your place of glory in the name of Jesus. A place where the enemies of God will quiver and shake in the name of Jesus. Please follow attentively. And the obedient son that he was, the Bible said he made an arrangement to keep the sheep under the care of certain people, and then he ran the errand of his father. And look at the way God does this. I must shut up. This is a month of covenant victory. I mean, open your mouth say this is my month of covenant victory hallelujah i can hear you say it again this is my month of covenant victory i'm a covenant child of god hallelujah that's what it's all about and he has said it in this promise he said my covenant with you is such that my spirit and my word will not depart your mouth what else you want my spirit will depart your life my word will depart your mouth that means you will live in perpetual victory in the name of jesus whatever stubborn Giant, whatever Goliath may be, whatever mess you have been going through in your life, will you allow God by His Spirit to raise a standard? Will you allow God by His Spirit that is on you to obliterate the devil in this wise in the name of Jesus? I know it's unusual, right? But this is true. This is true. And so it was so orchestrated again that it was when David was coming in that the giant was coming. That is, he's coming out periodically. Concise this time around with David entering into the camp and all of a sudden a little boy coming with excitement to see his brothers he saw everybody fleeing and they heard the call and he was like what is this and he listened attentively and after he finished bragging the bible says in verse 26 David then went and he spoke to the man who stood by him saying what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistines? <laughs> he wasn't saying who fights the Philistine. He says, What shall be done to the man who kills the Philistine? Now I want you to listen to the way he was talking. Listen to the way he was talking. He was talking like a covenant child of God. Remember, my word in their mouth shall not depart. It's a covenant. Covenant does not speak defeat. Covenant speaks like the power of the one in which you are in a covenant with. What shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine? And takes away the reproach. Please listen well. The one minute he heard this man, he knew this man would be dead and he knew that what this man was doing was bringing reproach to Israel. He knew the reproach would be removed. Then he made a statement. He said, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That's reproach. Now for the fact that he referred to him as uncircumcised immediately opened us to The mindset of David. What was David saying? I'm a covenant child of God. His spirit is on me. His word is in my mouth. I cannot be defeated. And this man does not enjoy these benefits. He's a dead man. Glory be to God. I'm talking about covenant victory. Covenant victory. David knew who he was. So the moment he saw it, he assessed it, said this is a covenant war. This is a covenant battle, and the victory is going to be covenant victory. Said so this man is bringing reproach to Israel. This man is defying the God, the covenant God of Israel. This man will die. Isaiah forty-one, verse eleven. It says, "Behold, all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing." And those who strive with you shall perish. He said, But why is he saying this? Because Goliath died anyway. Everything that is defiling the name of God in your life, everything that is ridiculing the spirit of God in your life, is playing with death by reason of the anointing. So he said, I'm back to David. 27 says, And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the person who kills him. Now, Eliab, verse 28. His oldest brother heard when he spoke to the man and Eliab's anger was aroused. Can you imagine? Come on Eliab. You have been there all along. You've been there for 40 days and 40 nights. The king is fleeing. You are fleeing. All your siblings are fleeing. The whole of the army of Israel is fleeing from this champion. And nobody has been able to do anything. So, why will you be angry? Anytime God wants to use a man or a woman for his glory, there will always be opposition. And sometimes from the quarters you least expect it. So his anger arose against David. And he said. Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and insolence of your heart. For you have come to see the bar. Can you imagine the words he used? Very cutting. Damaging words. Why did you come here? With whom have you left those few sheep? Few sheep try to belittle and make nonsense of the exploits of David in the wilderness then he went on to say I know your pride oh my goodness he didn't come deliberately for Goliath. He didn't even know Goliath existed. He didn't even know what was going on in the war front. He came in obedience to his father. He was towing the way of the covenant. Oh, come on. Say, Honor your father and your mother <laughs> so that your day may be long on earth. So he was honoring his father. He was towing the covenant path and that led him to a place where God will use him to dismantle opposition. Hallelujah. But here what somebody who lacked total designing of spirit. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. See so if we have come down to see the battle, can you imagine? But look at this attitude of David. David answered and said, What have I done now? <laughs> Hallelujah! What have I done now? Then the next thing he said, Is there not a cause? So, wait a minute. Why are you so angry? And so abusive? And so deriding? Is there not a reason? If either the king or you had gone up to fight this man, would I even know he exists? So is there no cause? And that was all he said. Guess what? He turned and started talking to somebody else. See, there are times when you have to just walk away. Otherwise you'll be distracted. Here David was taking a stand against an ear. And suddenly there was an opposition to distract him. He walked away. So you have to take a stand against this distraction to be able to take a stand against the giant. After that, we never heard anything of Eliab. He probably was still talking and fuming, but David didn't hear anymore. I pray for someone here today. Every distraction in your life, no matter how cogent they may seem, may God remove them in the name of Jesus. May God give you the grace to walk away in the name of Jesus. No matter how sweet, no matter how seemingly reasonable, no matter how seemingly important, every distraction against your path of destiny in Christ Jesus, may God, by his grace, help you walk away. The Bible said he continued this way, until words now came to King Saul. Hallelujah. He continued making inquiries and every time he would make inquiry, hear his words, what will be done to the one who (laughs) kills? As far as he was concerned, he was seeing a dead Goliath. You talk of God's words in your mouth. So King Saul sent for him and guess what happened? The first thing David said when he got to King Saul, you talk of the words. The first thing he said, he said, let no man's heart fail why because for 40 days and 40 nights men's hearts have been failing and you know what that was doing that was putting the whole of the nation of israel into jeopardy the whole army was in trouble and the nation itself was in trouble but one man will stand by reason of the anointing the covenant of god thank god if you're going to really define the covenant of god visa visa promise for this Uh -uh. His spirit and his word in our lives and in our mouths. Period. Oh, I feel the fire. Let no man's heart fail him because of him. That's because of the giant. Your servant, we're not talking to the king, your servant will go and fight with these Philistines. Then the king replied, You are not able to go against him. Now look at this. First was his brother in opposition, in an attack, coming in a patronizing manner just to ridicule the young man. Now it was the king saying, I fear for your life. Don't go, sir. You can't do it. He says, you are not able to go against this reason to fight him. For you are a youth. And that was his only reason. You are a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. And that again betrayed the king. Sir, if he didn't have opportunity to prove himself as a youth, how would he be a champion? And this is my youth. <laughs> hallelujah that's what he said but i'm sure that was what he was thinking (laughs) i like this watch this David said to Saul your servant used to keep his father's sheep the same sheep that Eliab referred to as few sheep your servant used to keep his father's sheep and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock (laughs) i went after it and struck it (laughs) it again. I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lion from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the bear and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And these uncircumcised, that's the second time you say that word. To let you know that he was covenant minded. These uncircumcised Philistines will be like one of them. seeing he has fire. The armies of the living God. Let me say again. Anything defiling your life. Whether temporal or spiritual. will go going to oblivion in Jesus name. Anything that has made you a slave. We turn around to flee from you in the name of Jesus. On account of the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. And of course you are believing and acknowledging it. In Jesus name. Now what has happened here. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, covenant, and the word of their testimony. David was covenant-minded. And that's why he was uncircumcised, uncircumcised. Hallelujah. And see what he told the king. My testimony, king, as a covenant child of God, not the lion, not the bear, I went in between their jaws and I snatched out the kid and I smote them. I'm still the covenant child of God and I will smite this man who today has no defense because he has defied the armies of Israel. Hallelujah. Then David continued talking to the king. He says, moreover, the Lord who delivered me, the Lord, the covenant keeping God, the God whose attitude to his covenant is such that the word that is going off my mouth will not return to me void talking to David Psalm 89 says my covenant I will not break David knew God will not break his covenant he will see him through now I'm talking to someone right now are you a born-again child of God or are you a child of God at all because you must be born again anyway then please be assured that God will not fail is part of the deal in the name of Jesus hallelujah (laughs) I said be assured God will not fail is part of the deal David knew that and that was his driving force 37 the Lord would deliver me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear he will deliver me from the hand of these Philistines <laughs> and besides the Philistines might be boasting the Bible tells us that when he came to David he was boasting in the Lord hallelujah the Bible says that first Corinthians 1 31 said let him who trust or let him who boast, let him do it in the Lord i want to believe that your number one way to experiencing victory in the Lord is to boast in the name of the Lord to boast in the power of the Lord to boast in the fact that he's a God that keeps covenant when i say boasting i mean be assured and be self-assured of the fact that God is faithful and he cannot fail then Saul said to David go and the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. I want to say to somebody here today, this is August. In the name of Jesus, whether it's August or September, October, November, December, or the rest of your life, I want to tell you in the name of Jesus, go and the Lord of hosts be with you. The common keeping God be with you. I say, go. Hallelujah. Remember at the Red Sea, why was he see He said to them, Moses, so what are you doing there? Look at him crying out to me. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I'm saying to someone now, go in the name of Jesus. I say, go, whatever has stopped you, whatever seemed to be stopping you, in the name of Jesus. I say, Go. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo, I feel the fire. The Lord be with you. Then Saul behaved like a man, which is okay. He stood up quickly, trying to help. And David knew. He put his armor, put his bronze, his helmet, all on David with a coat of mail. The Bible said, David fastened his sword and his armor, and then he tried to work. now. Nah. The Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for, to pull him down. strongholds, mighty to pull him down. Not carnal. So some, there's a place for carnal weapon. There is a place for the physical weapon. May every physical weapon that is not anchored in the spirit, is wasting of time. The Bible says, For we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spirits. So David could not move. Why? He had not tested it. So David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this. I have not tested them. So he appreciated the king and not being rude, he took off the stuff. Then the Bible said he took his staff, hallelujah, in his hand. He chose for himself five small stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand staff, sling, stones, hallelujah. And he turned near the Philistines very very unconventional what was conventional about it was that the spirit of God was his own conventional method so the Philistines came and began drawing near to David come and read the bible now and the man who bore his shield went before him. they said that one was so heavy that that was a separate man's duty he goes before him carrying the shield so nothing could hit him <laughs> glory be to God in the highest one stone of David cleared both Goliath and his shield <laughs> Glory be, Maracasantayaba, is your month of covenant victory, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. 42, when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he disdained him, that's usually the pattern. When the saw him, he approached him in a very patronizing manner, he ridiculed him. When the Philistines saw him, he disdained him, he belittled him, he ridiculed him. Isn't that the same pattern? When the power of God is available in a vessel, usually what we think is that they are not up to it. Men come with their pride and everything, but when God moves, then they are humbled. Can I say to somebody here today, God is going to use you to humble some people the same agents of the devil that has seen to your problem and to where you are as long as you remain sincere to God and you continue to remind us of the fact that you are a covenant child of God please hear me well stay within the confines of the word of God God will humble them on account of your deliverance and your victory after it's not by power, it's not by might it's by the Spirit of God when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. Why? He was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. <laughs> like, look at this one coming to war. Then he said something to David. He said, Am I a dog? Ha oh, That you come to me with sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Please don't be afraid. The Bible says because curses shall not come. Let them ring their curses from morning till night on account of the blood of Jesus. If there's no reason, and because there is no reason, it can never land. The Bible says that the rod of the wicked will never perch on the lot of the righteous, it will land. The Bible says the device is and mischief if they're unable to perform, it will never succeed in Jesus' name. <laughs> the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh-huh. The Bible says that no enchantment against Israel, no divination against Jacob in the same place where all these things are being cast at them. They will say, See what the Lord has done, they will change their testimony. He cursed David, but it had no effect. So stop breaking your head because some people are learning curses. Assure yourself of your covenant status. To continue to face, oh, I'm cursed, I'm cursed, I'm being cursed, I'm being cursed. It's a distraction. The Bible says to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory be to God in the highest. He saw the young boy coming. He said, am I a dog? Can't you see that he killed himself? David had the testimony of killing bears and lions. He likened himself to a dog. He was dead. Watch what you see out of your mouth when you are excited. Be careful what you say. Am I a dog? And that's it. If lions do fall, if bears do get killed, Come on, dogs are nothing. He used his mouth. They were not in any curses. But David replied, oh, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin. Very well. You are a champion. You are a warrior. But I come to you in the name, hallelujah, of the Lord of hosts. That's covenant. David all through was fighting a covenant battle. His whole life was considered a covenant with God. No wonder he was unique all his life. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. Hallelujah. Whom you have defied. You know, you're in trouble. Can I say this? Every affliction against you as a child of God is a defilement. And every source of such affliction is condemned today in the name of Jesus. says, every tongue that will rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. We condemn them today in the name of Jesus. Is it secret? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it failure? Is it poverty? Whatever it is that is contrary to covenant blessings, I said today, it is condemned in the name of Jesus. Remember, the anointing destroys the yoke. David continued. He said, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you and take your head off you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Did you hear that? That there is a God in Israel. That there is a covenant-keeping God who keeps his word over his children. There is God. Hallelujah. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword <laughs> and spare; For the battle is the Lord's and he will give into to our hands. Everything was covenant. Remember our covenant promise for this month? And this is my covenant with them, my spirit upon them, and my word in their mouth shall never depart. I shall not depart after the mouth of their children, or their children's children, now and forevermore. How did David win? Depending on the spirit of God, and speaking the word of God everywhere through. Everywhere through. Everywhere through. What glass stands are uh, scary, of course. When we see such, I will not be afraid. But when we're talking of the Spirit of God, it's a Spirit of courage. No wonder God will say to Joshua over and over, be strong and be very courageous. You know what that means? You will see things that will scare you, but I am with you. Come on. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you today as a child of God. Rise up. He is with you glory be to god in the highest <laughs> and he doesn't come today and run tomorrow no he's there forever so how come i get scared and i run sometimes because you you get intimidated by the lies of the devil and you took your mind of the god that cannot fear who is the creator of the heavens and the earth who himself was not created and so it was the bible says in verse 48 when the philistines arose and came and drew near to meet david that david hurried and ran oh my ran. No, every other person from the Israel side had always run away. David ran towards him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whatever has he been intimidating your life? I said, today, receive the courage. Confront it in the name of Jesus. We're waiting for your testimonies. Oof, I feel the fire. We're waiting for your testimonies. Glory be to God in the highest. Then David put his hands in his bag. The Bible says, you know the rest of the story and one shot and that was it. Goliath was down with a staff, with a fling, not even a sword. He used Goliath's sword to cut his neck off. Somebody said that the time when Goliath went down, the army of the Philistines were still waiting. Oh no, he must have tripped. He'll soon get up until David lifted up the head of Goliath. My goodness, everybody ran. The time has come. For the banner to be raised, see when the enemy comes, like a flood, God lifts up His standard against him. Hallelujah! Then the Bible said the camp of the Philistines was in disarray, and then the once fearful Israelites uh, now ran out and pursued her, and of course defeated. Listen forever. I said the victory is yours and that's what Jesus has done for us. He has produced giant killers greater than David. You say what do you mean? Who are they? We in Christ Jesus. If David could trust that much, looking forward towards the time that Jesus would come and drove the covenant and lived in the covenant, how much more? Us. For whom the covenant is already ratified, we look backwards at what he has done. He's done it. We're walking in the reality of it, in what he has done, not what he will do, what he has done. And that's why when the Bible refers to people, say, greater than Solomon, greater than David. Can I challenge you? Arise, therefore. It's time to shine. Your light has come. But before I stop, I saw something very interesting. And this is in verse 55. It says, when Saul saw David, watch this going out against the Philistines he said to Abner the commander of the army Abner whose son is this youth <laughs> I have come here to say to someone the time has come for people to, begin to ask questions about you whose son is this whose daughter is this up until then Saul didn't know David Abner didn't know David David was not known, but God knew him. A covenant child of God living by the covenant. Hallelujah. You know what Abner said? He said, Oh, King, I do not know. Wow. But when the feat was concluded, everybody knew David. Everybody began to know David. And up until now, and until the world will end. We will never stop talking about David. Can't you see that we are right at the threshold of introduction of some giants to the platform of this system? When I say giants, giant killers, giants who are giant killers, and how do they operate? By the spirit and the word. As for me, this is my covenant with them. My spirit, who is upon you, and my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth. From the mouth of your descendants, or your descendants' descendants, now and forevermore. Amen. At this point, I want you to rise up where you are. At this point, I see you like David walking into the battle. I see you like David hearing again, recounting the lies and the noise and the boasting of Goliath. I see you. I see you right now, reminding yourself, recounting the fact that I am a child of God. I mean, after this service, of course, by now, I am a child of God. Bought by the blood of the everlasting covenant. His spirit dwells in me. The Bible says, greater is it that is in me than it is in the world. I can see you now. I see you confronting as it were every lie of the devil. And I'm agreeing with you in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, I say today in the name of Jesus, I say, pack go. Hallelujah. I decree your liberty. I decree your freedom. I decree your overcoming in the name of Jesus. Where there has been tears and cries, I decree the joy of the Lord. I decreed singing. After the Bible says, for a promise for this year, it says, I put a new song in your mouth. Adjoining verse, he said Hey, I have delivered you from the horrible pit. I have delivered your feet from the miracle. I have set your feet on solid ground, established your going. I have put a new song, I have decreed a new song in your mouth in the name of Jesus. You will finish this year singing in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you. We adore you. All the glory is yours. All the honor is yours. We are covenant children of God. And thank you for reminding us over and over again. And we will will forever put your words in our mouths. Glory be to God. We'll never forget who we are, covenant children of God. And thank you for a spirit that never leaves. In Jesus' name. Now take the anointed oil for yourself and for your household. I'm going to bless it now in Jesus name. And say, bless it. As a point of contact, anoint your wife, your husband, your children, your siblings, everyone in your home. Anoint them with oil in the name of Jesus and see the power of God descend. And what he does, he lifts the burden and destroys the yoke. So father, we consecrate this oil that they're holding. In the name of Jesus. And as we anoint with this oil, our confidence and our faith in your spirit is released. Let the yokes be destroyed. Let aliens army be put to flight. In the name of Jesus. Let there be deliverance on Mount Zion. Let bodies be healed. Father, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Make sure you write to us. Send your testimonies. I know there will be testimonies between now and next month. And there will be testimonies of God's faithfulness in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, The Bible started singing, Saul had killed a thousand, and David, his ten thousand. Your song of ten thousand begins in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! God bless you. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the presence of the Lord forever. Amen. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death, and so sin shall not have dominion over us. When I say sin shall not, sickness, poverty, death, disease, fear, failure, they are all disciples of sin. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. And it quickens and mortal bodies to the glory of His holy name. Amen. Remember, God said, As for me, this is my covenant with them. This is my Spirit who is upon them. And my word which I have put in their mouth shall never depart. Not out of their mouth. Not out of their, mouth, their children's mouth. Or their children's children's mouth. Now and forever. And God bless you.